Super duper mega shitty IMDb description. Danny Ocean and his 11 accomplices plan to rob three Las Vegas casinos simultaneously. If you didn't guess it, you're a big fucking idiot because it's Ocean's 11. Let's go, boys. It's never been done before. What's the target? When was the last time you were in Vegas? You want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? Vegas, huh? Vegas. Vegas. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. Casino security cannot be beaten. You're out of your minds. Exactly. <laughs> you are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling a job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. You're gonna need a crew as nuts as you are. Who do you got in mind? Yo, yo, welcome to the Downtown Cinema Podcast. My name is Chase and Landry. I am your fearless host, and I'm surrounded by my two lovely, elegant, handsome co-hosts, Mr. Russell Rosenworth. Say hi, sir. How's it going, everybody? And to his left, my right, Mr. Michael Romero. Say hello, Mike. What's up? So, in case you haven't guessed it, we're doing Ocean's Eleven, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Came out December 7th, 2001, one hour and 56 minutes of pure bliss. For me i loved it my movie yeah. i picked it i stand by it i will have oceans 11 carved into my gravestone when i die because that's how much i enjoy this movie. you will brush your teeth to it i brush my teeth thinking about ways to rob casinos <laughs> every single night it's this movie I, made so much money a shitload of money 85 million dollar budget 450 million over 450 million worldwide that's crazy definition of success yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> See, like but I thought it was only like, I think like the fifth highest grossing film ju- just in that year. I mean, that's number five? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't ready for Avengers yet. Must have came out with fucking uh, Twilight or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, a remake, the original Ocean's Eleven movie starring the Rat Pack, a few of them at least, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. Um. Didn't see the original. Have you guys seen the original? No. Not a big fan of just black and white movies in general. I don't have the uh, capacity for it. I'm not like as seasoned. I'm not seasoned enough to watch a black and white film and really enjoy it. Unless it's, it's like intentionally, like unless it's like Schindler's List. Yeah. You know I think, I mean? yeah. I think, I think you're underestimating some of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we're talking about some Hitchcock movies. Psycho is black and white, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Birds. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah birds i guess there's a, there's a Vert- is vertigo <laughs> vertigo is yeah. is it maybe i, I can't really speak on it because i've i it, vertigo is one of those movies where i'm like yeah i've seen vertigo but i haven't yeah exactly no, even right now ask me if i've seen vertigo have you seen vertigo of course vertigo. <laughs> i haven't clerks, i never seen vertigo dude clerks yeah clerks. clerks but that's what i'm talking about that's like the schindler's list where it's like it's intentional not because like technology wouldn't allow it yeah maybe. clerks was made in like what 1925 maybe i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> so let's talk about this there's a, this is like a little concept something i read online vox.com holler at me no plagiarism here um is the similarities to this movie and the movie like avengers why does this movie do so well why do you think a movie like oceans 11 did so well in the box office and it's one of those movies with just a star-studded cast yeah i say it's just got a lot of faces in it loaded there's yeah. movies that have a lot of talent 
on the roster. You know, you look at a movie like Batman, where it's yeah. like, okay, you got Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Maggie Gyllenhaal, fucking 500 Days of Summer Man. You have all, everybody, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's all, you do have a big cast, but there's a difference between a really high-profile actor and then having a movie full of movie stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of feel like, um, yeah, say like um, action films do that a lot, you know, where they'll just like, put together this giant like all-star cast and I mean sometimes it just completely falls on its face like but it's always it's always with like has-beens like you're talking yeah. about like the a-team or like some shit like that but you yeah, don't you exactly. don't ever see it with like a bunch of people really in their prime like you have yeah you got like five people in here more popular than julia roberts like that's fucking insane. who was the highest paid actress of that year yeah the last movie she did before this, I think, was Aaron Brockovich, and she made $20 million, the first female to, like... Won an Oscar. Won an Oscar, you know? <laughs> it's... That kind of cast is what brings everybody into the theater. You kind of want to see, like, what what's going on. That And that's, yeah. that's the reason why this... Did seat, any of them take pay cuts? Everybody, took, I think, took kind of a slight so what, pay cut. What do you think the reason was? Probably just so they could make the budget. Like, they probably no, knew... for the actors. For the actors to take the pay cuts? Yeah. Probably because they all agreed, like, we have to take a pay cut if we all want to be in this movie. Kind of like, like building a super team in the But NBA. you mean, like, well, what's, yeah, their, what's like, their incentive? Yeah, because it's like, we're building a super team, I'm taking a pay cut, so I'll go win the championship. Resume builder. Resume builder. Probably just to be a part of it. I mean, I know George Clooney was like, you have George Clooney in this movie playing Danny Ocean, super charismatic. I don't know if he was acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of just seems like he's that guy outside of it. Yeah. He stapled a $20 bill to the script sent it over to Julie Roberts and with a little post-it note on it said, I heard you're working for twenties now in reference to her working for $20 million on her last movie. I heard yeah. you only work for twenties now. Why didn't he just write it on the dollar? He, maybe he did. I made up the post-it note part. Uh, he wrote it on something. Yeah. I assume it would be, it's post-it note. He's a professional, you know, Well, resume builder. I mean, I would I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe they just want to be a part of a big movie. I mean, it's not like we're talking about, we're still making millions and millions of dollars. It's not like we're like, oh, we're doing this shit pro bono for free. Like they're still getting paid a shitload. Yeah, they're just that. not getting paid top bill Jason Bourne money. You know what I mean? But they're all getting paid. Or I mean, imagine if you're an actor and they come up to you, you're George Clooney, and they're like, We got a film. We've already got Matt Damon signed on. You know, we already got Brad Pitt signed on. We already got Julia Roberts signed on. Like like, yeah, it's not going to be the highest pay, though. Like, what do you do? Like They're you, fucking paid, though. $85 million budget, they yeah. get paid. Oh, I mean, they're getting paid. I'm not saying that it was I'm a charity. If they were in this movie, it didn't really do anything for, you know what I mean? I it would work. I don't think it works against you if you weren't in the movie. So I'm just like, what's the incentive of taking the pay cut? That's Probably just my question. just to do it. Do you think there was one actor, they all like had, it was like, all right, I have to work with Brad or I have to work with George. I think it was a George Clooney It was one thing. of those things. Yeah. yeah. Cause he pulled like when, even when he like kind of gets into his directing back, he's still kind of pulling people. I, I feel yeah. like he's a charismatic, very similar to Danny Ocean in the movie. Like, yeah. just like what's Danny Ocean's talent. He's not the demolition guy. You know what I mean? He's, That's what's funny. He's, he just put it together. Yeah. He's just the guy that kind of talked everybody into coming. Do you know what I mean? He's the dude with the plan. And he's the guy, he's the charismatic dude that can talk everybody into going for this heist. I mean, when yeah. it came to like team management, that's Brad Pitt's character. Rusty is the one who does all of that. Yeah, you he kind I mean? of is more the team well, manager. And then you think Danny Ocean's the one taking the time. So you trust that guy. Yeah, I mean. Because he's yeah. the one going to jail. 
when so, it comes down to it, he's the only character that we actually know any backstory on. Period. Yeah. So in the world of crime. Yeah, kind of got off track there for a second. We're back. Yeah, the whole thing about Danny Ocean in the movie is, yeah, why was he in jail? No, but we were talking about, like, what he kind of brings to the team, and Russell's kind of touching on, like, that guy that goes to jail. So like you can trust, in the world of crime, you trust people who have been to jail. And that he's not going to snitch. Yeah. yeah. So, and we don't know if he's taking a rap for someone else from, from a prior heist or something you know so it's kind of right. yeah i feel like jail time and a heist team is like a college degree yeah yeah 100 you know I mean? yeah if you've been for like say you did 10 uh-huh. it's like a doctorate Do yeah. you know what i mean you did two it's an associates nobody's taking you serious especially if you no worked one. with a team and you kept your mouth shut about it but no one came and picked them up though right usually i noticed he's guy very gets out of jail yeah and you pick him you pick your guy up no one picked him up he had to go did find it say them. how long he was in jail for no, I think four years. Four years, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He, he's, he it's a long it time. Years. You know, it doesn't seem like a long time in like jail years because you'll see like, oh, dude did seventeen years for nothing. But in actuality, like four Fuck. years is actually a long time. Four years is a long time. You know, I think uh, another one of the things we're we're bringing it on that like Avengers, Lord of the Rings type of movie. What makes it so appealing is like, uh-huh. they do introduce you to every character separately, and they show you that character's role in the movie yeah you know what i mean it's just that little touch where you're like okay here's the you can't have a heist without like the driver guy the guy that knows cars and how to fix things you can't have a heist movie without the bomb there's a bomb guy in every heist movie yeah right you gotta have the suave guy who's the driver the driver is the two brothers right the two, okay yeah. all right this guys this is my first this yesterday was my first time watching this so right so first time watching it what'd you think coming off, cool. the, off the bat i mean i it was will a say cool, like uh because I'm, I'm sick right now so i was like i put it on and it was yeah i was in it put my fun. phone down it goes by quick yeah you know that's fun i mean i watched the trailers for the second the the 12 and 13 so i'm probably gonna watch that soon yeah it's one of those movies where you can watch it a million times like every time i watch it i'm like fuck i forget how much i love that movie and yeah. i didn't like it as much off the bat as I love it upon rewatching it. It's kind of almost like a juice type movie where it's like, mm-hmm. it's the little things. Like once you're kind of stopped trying to focus on everything that's going on. Cause you know what's going on. You can pay attention to like the little things in the dialogue. It just makes yeah. it more fun. Well, I was trying to piece things together. So what's the relationship between Rusty and uh, Linus? There is no relationship between Rusty and Linus. Their relationship with Linus is his dad. Like his dad's the reason that he got put on the crew. Like his dad's like a famous con man. Yeah. Right. Is that what? Yeah. It is? See what I, they kept making. They made it to me. They made it seem like Rusty was the dead. No. No. Mm-mm. Rusty is only his. I mean, they all have sim. They all have their little connections, but I think it's just that Rusty and uh, Danny were like they've always been like partners and like creating these heists and doing. Their well, Rusty thing. and Linus had to have some because he's the one that uh, gave him the reference to put him on the crew. Yeah, he must have known his dad. Yeah, because yeah. he can't be his dad, obviously, because they're fucking what ten years apart, if maybe or less in age. Yeah, say so Matt Damon's supposed to play like a young, young character. Yeah, the young buck, right? Yeah. Like the apprentice character mm-hmm. coming into the movie, and especially Pitt. making they that do dumb they decision. show his parents in uh, Ocean's Thirteen okay. or Ocean's Twelve, one of the two. It's how they get out of jail. And Brad Pitt's uh, playing Tyler Durden. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, okay. So you brought this up to me earlier. <laughs> I thought it was a good point is that Brad Pitt is kind of doing that similar Tyler Durden-esque character, right? Cocky, Seven. suave. Yeah. But he you know. just had the look still. Like, 
Kinda. I mean, he, no, he's the short, same hair. Like you put a suit on him. Tyler Durden had the up hair. Though. He had the hair like up with okay. the gel, and then he had the buzz cut. Yeah, what's Double. still seven? That's seven. Throw a suit on him. Put him in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> but I give it to you with the Tyler Durden. The way that he's acting is very similar to that. Like, and then the way he confident. dressed, like he yeah. buttons would be unbuttoned like halfway down the chest. Yeah, suave. I mean, he. He he's doing the Vegas thing, you know what I mean? Like one True. thing about the movie is everybody in the movie is pretty stylish. Like they do have a lot of stee. Yeah, George Clooney, a lot of style in that movie. Yeah, you know he just dude looks good in a suit. You know, man crush, man crush Monday for me. <laughs> um, so this movie reignited the crime heist type genre that Tarantino and those dudes started up in the nineties with movies like Reservoir Dogs, um, Heat. You know what I mean? The yeah. only difference Set from it off. Set it off exactly, fucking uh, dead presidents. It's like the only difference from the, this movie and those movies is because what what I think ended up happening is you get these like Tarantino esque Reservoir, Pulp, Set It Off, all these movies coming around in the nineties, and then it dies for a while. You don't see anything. Two thousands comes back around. This movie comes out. The only difference between this movie and those movies is they show that you can have a heist movie without the violence. You don't really need to have everybody fucking dying. It doesn't need yeah. to be like a bank robbery, like violent movie. Like say, no one dies in this movie, huh? No. Yeah. Nobody like that's dies. kind of interesting for a heist film. Right. That it's like no one's getting shot. No one's dying. Like, And this movie starts a run for heist movies. Very similar to this movie. You got movies like Inside Man, Now You See Me, Italian Job. A lot of these movies are very similar. The town, you know what I mean? The town kind of goes back to heat where it is violent. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, you know, Italian job, Now You See Me, mm-hmm. Inside Man, all those movies are really like nobody dies type of just really witty. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like Italian intelligent job. heist, you know, you know, just kind of yeah. like. Fun. Almost yeah. Bondy. James yeah. Bondy. I mean, Soderbergh has that like, he should have directed a Bond movie. You know what I mean? I could kind of see that. Yeah. It's it, just it would big, make sense. Yeah. Big budget, big action, directed well. Would have been good. As far as like a Bond director goes. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, let me ask you this. Sure. So you got George Clooney. Wants to rob three casinos in Las Vegas. The three biggest casinos. Three biggest casinos in Las Vegas. In the name of love. Just for his woman. I'd Julie be Roberts. so mad awesome if I found out shit. it was because of her. That's an awesome whole shit. <laughs> yeah, just not. He's a sim. I'd be upset because he didn't tell anybody that's what it's for. If I was Matt Damon, because he was the one that kind of spotted it, I would be so pissed. Like, it's one of those yes at the end of the day because you're still there to do a job, whether it's for in the name of love or not. You're getting paid, you yeah. know, and you're well, doing a job. Half, but he's like, it's half in the name of love, half because they say it can't be done right yeah i'd be kind of upset about it though one thing i was uh, i think i'm jumping again just continue here's a question i got for you guys i got a list of crazy shit done in movies in the name of love and i want to tell i want you to tell me (laughs) where this kind of ranks okay all right first one i got so we got this we got this the baseline which is robbing three casinos in las vegas modern era in the name of love. Yeah. I got Han Solo getting cryogenically frozen in the Empire Strikes Back in the name of love. I got Gosling 
building a house with his bare hands while drinking a bottle of whiskey the entire time in the name of love in the notebook. I got going and killing your wife's pimp in the name of love in true romance. Letting your lady chill on that wooden floating door while you freeze to death in the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean in Titanic in the name of love. And then I got just Romeo and Juliet just killing yourself in the name of love, which I think ultimately is going to have to rank at number one. Yeah. Killing yourself? Yeah, right? Yeah. Hell no. You think freezing on... Are you thinking the same thing? I'm thinking where it's freezing on that door, right? Like that's... Like we're <laughs> talking about some real love shit. Yeah. And then we go true romance. Killing a pimp is... You kill a pimp in the name of love, you're in love, dude. Yeah. You know, he didn't even got to kill him, though. But the circumstances and the way it went down, he had no choice because it was self-defense. So I'm ranking these very similar to how you're ranking these, except the more I think about it, I'd rather, one, I'd rather kill myself than Romeo freeze on that style. fucking door. Then I'd rather freeze on the door second than build a fucking house with my bare hands. That's last. I'm just I not trying to do any like physical labor in the name of love at all. Ten, how many years did it take him to build that house? I think it was 10 years. That's real love. You know? That's pretty fast to build a house by yourself. Han Solo getting frozen is probably the easiest one because he came back. Like, big deal. He seemed well, okay. He had to do that shit too because there ain't that many ladies up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is the baddest. So. Unless you want a sausage fest up in there, dude. Unless you want to yeah. bang like an alien. Or yeah. yeah, fucking Jar Jar Binks or whatever. Yeah, I think probably the gnarliest one is letting her chill on the door while you just... I always wondered watching Titanic, like, there was no other doors floating around. There was no room for two. You couldn't yeah. have got the top half of your body out Every of time I watch that, I I'm like, there's room. think he would have rounded down the, the weight because he weighed more. He would have been dipping in the water regardless. He wasn't going to make it out, so... He could have... I mean, he just went to sleep, though. He kind of took the mark way out, dude. He just... Laid his head down. I'm guessing he was like paddling, trying to push it, <laughs> and then eventually it's just too cold. You can't do anything. That but movie's her not the same. Selfish ass could have brought him up and just took turns. Like, yo, let me get in the water for a little bit. But that's another Didn't story. Didn't think about that, but that is another story. That's a, yeah. I mean, we'll that hit, makes sense. We'll have that fucking movie one day. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll save that. We'll do. Titanic and as soon as that movie comes sure. up, we got one for. We got to be ready when that day comes. I'll be ready. <laughs> All right. There was a flooding at a mall in minnesota and then the band in the mall started playing the titanic soundtrack yeah <laughs> i saw that dude. that was pretty cool <laughs> it was sick that they all just knew it yeah just offhand i feel like you grow up like as a musician that's one of the first songs you play well, i played as a little kid with the music that they were playing when they were going down that would have been way more if sick. they were playing the song that the band yeah, plays that would have been yeah way i was more just sick. about to say that like if they were if they were real fans they would have started <laughs> yeah. playing whatever the fuck they're like well yeah. boys well, he would have even said it at the damn, microphone. He's like, "Well, boys, yeah. I guess this is the end, then." Oh, boys. <laughs> I've been against like, damn, I don't want to do Titanic, but talking about it right now, it's funny. We're gonna dude. have to run, like, that. Have to run that comedy back. <laughs> there's some fucking good shit in Titanic to talk about, man. It's like yeah. it's one of those movies where it's like there's a lot there. Well, you know, Kate yeah. Winslet is that's one bad lady, dog. I just watched Steve Jobs, and she's goddamn. She has some bangers. She has fat ass. <laughs> Leo's man. Shout out my man Leo, dog. That's young Leo, too, getting snubbed. Leo's been getting snubbed for Academy Awards for a long time, dude. All right, let me ask you this. Best Vegas movie. What do you think? When I look at the best Vegas movie rankings online, don't kid yourself. Vegas Vacation better be in that bitch. Vegas Vacation Casino? is not, but it is now. It should be, definitely. <laughs> 
So let me tell you, Ocean's Eleven is in every ranking of Vegas movies. Yeah. Vegas Vacation was not in any of the rankings for Vegas movies, and it should <laughs> definitely be, dude. Now that I was thinking about it in my head, I was like, man, what am I fucking... I've been working all day. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of it. That was one. Vegas Vacation, that's the one. Honorable mention. So let me hear it. So we got Leaving Las Vegas, The Hangover, Casino, Fear and Loathing, Ocean's Eleven, and Swingers. Those are the ones that I took out. I'm obviously not going to put some fucking Elvis movie. No, Leaving Las Vegas? Leaving Las Vegas is number one on the list. Uh, I I didn't hear you say it. Yeah. Um, For... I would say for now, like modern day Vegas, it's going to be The Hangover. I mean, that's one of those movies I feel like people like, it's like Billy Madison, or not Billy Madison, like Happy Gilmore, whenever you golf. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever you go to Vegas, you're going to do a hangover line. You know, like every time I watch The Hangover, it makes me want to go to Vegas and I fucking hate Vegas. I yeah, can't handle that. Does I like Casino. But I casino's casino, my favorite. But yeah. casino's my favorite though, out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. Well, wait, what was the question? I forgot. What's mind. the most Vegas movie? It's got to be well, casino because they kind of go into like the nitty gritty. Hangover, yeah. Yeah. none of it really takes place on the strip. The whole no. thing takes place like in the wedding chapel and in like hood Vegas. Yeah. Because they middle they black of the desert. Out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with casino, and then. I mean, I guess it's it kind of that question kind of works for just the kind of person you are. Yeah, no, it, it's more of like, what's your favorite Vegas? Because you're right, there's yeah. motherfuckers that are like on the Hangover shit, like like quoting that shit, and it's like, oh, yeah. we're gonna go blackout. Ocean's Eleven, as far as it being a Vegas movie, it does give you the vibe because there is a lot of like in the casino footage that like reminds you of what it's kind of like to be in a casino, not as yeah. like Vegasy. There's some good shots of like the Bellagio. They throw in like the porn, uh, those little, those little uh, cards yeah. that are it's fucking everywhere. Card. Yeah, you know that was what I mean? pretty but, cool. But it's like, how the fuck did they get so many? Yeah, uh, between that many dudes, like on one night in Vegas, I guarantee you could collect that much if you nah. wanted to. I mean, they stole a fucking they had like, a they stole an atomic so. bomb. I'm sure they could find <laughs> <a way> to <laughs> they, they robbed one. <laughs> if the that's Mexicans. the thing that we're having trouble believing, then fuck, <laughs> they did a good job with them. And movie. fucking Linus, dog, <laughs> sit your ass in the back of the van. Oh, that's why does he have to be doing the most? Worst dude. And then he gets on the van and gets in the front. <laughs> Little things like that, it was that's what made me laugh. It's like, dude, who goes like, to the front of the van? I like when the camera looks up and you can just see him running around in the building. Like, you yeah. just see his yeah. like, oh, there he is. There he is. But that's when you broke the fucking Chinese dude's hand right there. Yeah, I know. One, what, what is it that he says? He's like, I don't know if One he's little Chinese. mistake, dude. One, one little Chinese? slip up in this game, dude. Hmm? Is he Ch- he's Chinese. Know. Remember, he's like, there's a Chinese yeah. man on the other side of that door with $160 million. He's like, we better get him out. Yeah, that's good. Good shit. All right, you guys want to get into a few of the scenes? Talk about a little bit of the yeah, the scenes yeah. in the movie. I don't even know why I got this. All right, so I got best scenes. I want. I'm gonna list a few. Hopefully, there's no juice scenes mixed up in here. I'm gonna list a few. <laughs> you guys tell me which one you think your favorite is, or if you got any honorable mentions. So one, I got the celebrity card game, right with Rusty, Topher, all uh-huh. those dudes. Joshua I got Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Got to throw that out there for Mike. Three most successful robberies in the history of Vegas scene. So that's basically when he's they're, that's doing, a fun the, scene. they're doing the flashback of all the people that have gotten closest to Robin Vegas. Um, the scene where they introduce the crew. 
all the where they introduce everybody that's going to be in the crew all the way up to where Brad Pitt impersonates the ATF agent to get Don Cheadle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where the crew steals the pinch, that scene we were just talking about. Uh, the first, So I split the last heist scene, the heist scene, into two. So the first half of the heist, which is basically everything leading up to when they get into the vault, and then the second half of the heist scene, which is everything on the way out of the vault to yeah. the end of the movie. So those are the last two scenes. Anything you guys want to add? There is a um, couple honorable mentions in there that I could see. but I like that. I don't know what my mind is facing, but did you? Met, I like the scene with... Uh, Linus and Ramon Frank, like that little fake interrogation when he called right. him out. That yeah. one was good. That yeah. should definitely be on there where Linus is pretending to be like the gaming commission yeah. guy. And yeah. I'm like, dude, Andy Garcia just keeping his little Godfather 3 role <laughs> and not breaking with all the other clowns. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a comedy and this dude just keeping it like a fucking mob movie. I liked it. And yeah. Everything he says, he says in a really low voice just like this throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Never raises his voice at all. Not once. Run, you son of a bitch. You better run. If I catch you stealing a car in Newport Beach, you better fucking run. It's like, dude, great. I love it. I love it. I think that uh, Andy Garcia is known for kind of doing that in a lot of the movies that he's in. Yeah. And it they just played to his strengths. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it yeah. worked. He's favorite the whis- scene. The whispering villain. Russ, what's your favorite scene? That's your favorite scene? Um, like- another, another honorable mention I would say is... Um, it's such a tiny, tiny little scene. It's a micro scene. Is um, when Bernie Mac's buying the uh, the van, and he's like, "What what kind of lotion you use?" <laughs> yeah, that was a great Bernie Mac. Fucking destroyed this movie. It's so funny. But, I also um, like the scene where it shows. I guess this falls into it, where like the brothers are racing the monster truck and the little remote control monster truck. But that falls into the introducing the characters. For. When I think of this movie, I actually think of the uh, introducing the characters scene just because it's like, that's what makes a cool like group movie is like getting to know each character in their like world prior to their world of being inside of the group. Smoking, smoking aces did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always enjoy movies that take the time for that. I like any scene in this movie with dialogue between Brad Pitt and George Clooney. It's just my favorite. Like they work so well together, and like they're yeah. always finishing each other's sentences, and well, it's just like I think it just Brad in general. I think he Brad all of his interactions were really good. Yeah, but Scott Con and uh, Casey Affleck, they're supposed to be brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. I like their little chemistry. They're funny. Yeah, hilarious. Casey hilarious. was he reminded me of fucking backseat trying to get a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the little brother, like. I, I'm actually kind of a fan of Casey Affleck. Yeah, dude. I like him. Yeah, I like his mustache in the movie, too. It's got that little porn Manchester stash. on the Sea Dogs. Oh, such Fucking a good real. movie. I, I mean, we don't have to go there. I'm not a, the As biggest we fan. Get into this podcast more, I'm like realizing, damn, I would like this movie more and more as we're talking <laughs> about it. The, uh, what I really like is the heist scene, just because... I like to like, I'll, I'll be like watching this and I'll be daydreaming and thinking about crazy ass concepts and shit like this when I'm trying to come up for stuff for the show notes. And like, one of the things I was thinking about is there's two kinds of people. Two kinds of people can figure out a way to rob three casinos in Vegas. There's the kind of people that think of an elaborate way to rob a casino and they get away with it in real life, if that's even possible. And then there's the kind of person that has this elaborate idea for a way that you could rob a casino in Vegas. And then he just turns it into a movie because he's not a criminal. 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. in, in my mind, that's how it works. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, dude, what else? When I watch movies like Inside Man, where he just fucking hides in the bank for three days, you know? Spike Lee, right? He fucking Spike Lee movie, he fucking hides in the hides in the movie or hides in the thing for three days and then walks out right out the front door. You know what I mean? Like these little things with like building the replica of the vault and like all the little things uh-huh. that they do leading up to it. It's like that's why I like this movie so much because it's like it's smart as fuck. It's like it's really hard to pick shit to like pick apart. You know, when I was looking back trying to find things that like, oh, this doesn't hold (sighs) up or I don't like this. It's like, I don't know enough about it. Like they did their research. I don't know enough to like, go ahead. No, the only thing that I thought was like, I assume that they would have checked what was inside of the thing that they put into the vault when the Asian dude was in it. That, and then I think she would have felt she would put her hand in her pocket at least once and felt the phone. Because I, I did not like the fact that he called him. When he called, I was like, what the fuck is that, this? It's one of those, that's when the emotion comes in and logic goes out the window and it's like, yeah, that shit shouldn't is be sick, doing though. that, that's dude. That's part of Steve where it shows him. Cause she doesn't, up until that point, you don't know where the phone came from. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah. like, you, but at, it you wearing a jacket, dude, at some point you put your hand in there. Maybe. So and maybe she would have found it and just held on to it. Who knows? I mean, that's where we're getting into like really nitpicking, but it's like, they checked the inside back. of the briefcase before they put it in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he was like, yo, this is Benedict's money. So maybe it's like, it's not my place to check what's in this. You know what I mean? These what kind just... of last name is that for fucking Andy Garcia? Huh? <laughs> what kind of last name is that? Benedict. Benedict, dude. It's, that is I mean, not it was, his like, last name. He plays a part in every single Oceans movie, though. Like, he's in every movie. Every single person in the cast is in every single Oceans movie. And then they'll add they'll add sick characters. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, they, they keep adding people, which is cool. You That's know what cool. I mean? Like, I don't know. They're all really fucking good. If you're a fan, you're a fan. It's just one of those movies where it's like, I'd always like come home drunk. You know what I mean? And just uh-huh. watch it and laugh. <laughs> like, I just, I love it. I love all the little quotes. Like, this movie is one of my favorite for like just laughing at the little tiny quotes in the movie. Oh, yeah. They, they have like just those weird little one liner kind of just like The shit like that's not like, you'll find, you'll be watching the movie and you'll be like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. You'll, you'll bust, you'll start busting up laughing at something that everyone else around you won't laugh at. You yeah, I mean, that's what makes it so good. It's like there's just a little something for everybody when it comes to like the quotes, which brings me to the quote section. Do we all like kind of figure out what we had for best scenes? Yeah. Everybody kind of pick what they like. No other honorable mention. I do like also the George Clooney in jail. The opening scene? Yeah. Like it's kind of cool. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just kind of sitting in there showing his little swagger. We have this whole talk. We'll get into the George Clooney talk whenever we get to the character section but here's a here's a couple quotes you guys tell me what you think your best favorite quote is so i got this one's from brad pitt rusty off the top of my head i'd say you're looking at a boski a jim brown uh, a miss daisy two jethros and leon spinks not to mention the biggest ella fitzgerald ever great quote whatever the fuck that means yeah (laughs) no idea what that means uh rusty you look down they know you're lying and up they know you don't know the truth. Don't use seven words before we'll do. Don't shift your weight. Always look at your mark, but don't stare. Be specific, but not memorable. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you, then forget you the moment you've left his side. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't, under any circumstances, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Love that scene, too. Yeah. That's, whenever I watch it, whenever I watch the movie, I was like, that's my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fucking Matt Damon's sitting there like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what were you going to say? <laughs> 
this one's between uh, Matt Damon and Brad Pitt again. Linus goes, you suicidal? Rusty, only in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I always like that one. Again, you can tell I'm just picking my favorite quotes in the movie. This isn't really like, uh, there's no like, Luca Brazza sleeps with the fishes. Like, there's no like real famous yeah. quotes in the movie. As I don't much as ever... there is just famous, there's as much as there is like shit that you just like to hear. Yeah, it's one of those. When I think of this movie, I don't really come up with any like quotes from the movie. Yeah, you know. So here's another one. Another one of my favorites is uh, Danny George Clooney is talking to Brad Pitt when he's just laying his head on the bar, and Danny just says, "Ten ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need more?" You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. <laughs> like he's just like talking to him while he's just laying there. Like yeah. those little like subtle interactions in the movie are what to me is what makes the movie so good. Because yeah. like there's not a lot of those. You know, like there's not a lot of movies like that where it's like very stylish dialogue. Yeah. Like they just he's like you can tell these dudes have a working relationship with each other where he's like he's just they're they're going off of each other like that, like how friends would. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's kind of a, like a something that I know we always like appreciate about like Tarantino, right? That someone was say. someone who has style in narr in like narration or like just conversation, right? And it's like if you can give style to a conversation, that's so cool. You're not going to get these same types of exactly like you said. It's it's you're not going to get this same type of dialogue out of a Tarantino movie, but you will get a stylish dialogue out of a Tarantino movie. And I yeah. think that even though this is different, there is still style to it, which 100%. just isn't something that you see. You know what I mean? Like you can watch a fucking $500 million movie like the Avengers and there's no style in the dialogue. Yeah. Generic. You know yeah. What it's I mean? pretty kind of generic, pretty cut and paste. Yeah. But everybody got paid. Nobody took a pay cut in that movie. Hell no. Hell no. So I got this one with, uh, Julia Roberts and, um, George Clooney, Tess, you're a thief and a liar. Danny, I only lied about being a thief. I don't do that anymore. Steal, lie. I'm with someone who doesn't have to make that kind of distinction. No, he's very clearly on both, <laughs> which I like because that's just George Clooney being jealous. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then probably the most popular, uh quote in the entire movie which is from terry benedict andy garcia where he goes good because now i have one of my own run and hide asshole run and hide if you should be picked up next week buying a hundred thousand dollar sports car in newport beach i'm going to be supremely disappointed because i want my people to find you and when they do rest assured we're not going to hand you over to the police so my advice to you is this again run and hide that is all i ask which ties into an actual somebody like I forget the actual story, but someone kidnapped someone's daughter, a famous person's daughter, or someone actually pulled over, pulled off like a real heist in real life, and they got caught buying a sports car in Newport. That's where that like quote comes from. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is like that sounds like a typical something like thing that someone would do. A lot of after. sports cars in Newport. Yeah. You go down PCH, shit gets real down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Favorite quote, what do you guys think? You got something? Um I do have one more to add. Um, I didn't write it. It's when um, George Clooney's kind of trying to convince Brad Pitt's character to um, kind of just join him in this thing. And he says, That's the one I was looking for. Because <laughs> um, the house always wins. Play long enough, um, you never change the stakes. The house takes you, Rusty, unless the perfect hand comes along, you bet big. And then you take the house. 
Yeah, that's the one I was looking for right now. It's like, oh, that's no. that's Good. the core of this movie, yeah, you know, that, that really it's like, good. if you're going to go, just fucking, if you want to win, like, you have to bet everything and do it big, yeah. you know, and that's, what's funny is after that, he's like, I rehearsed that, like, how'd I do? <laughs> There's no, you don't, you don't see a lot of movies where they're like heisty type movies where everybody in the movie doesn't need the money there's nobody desperate nobody's on drugs nobody's broke everybody seems like they're fairly all right i love uh don Cheadle just being like it's nice to work with proper villains again yeah i mean like when he says that it's like that shit's cool like they're they're all obviously saul you know what i mean he's fine chilling at the track like doing his thing like everybody's just doing it to just see if they could do it yeah which is fucking cool you know what I mean? Like, we just want to see if we can take the ve- take Vegas. Saul's you know? got a condo with a lady who sells unmentionables. <laughs> right. <laughs> the late great Bernie Mac. You might so, as well call it White Jack. Yeah. We'll <laughs> get to Bernie good. Mac in a second. What do you guys think? Favorite quote? Uh, I like the one that Russ, one that right Russ said. Yeah. Same. Okay. I got to go with the... I got to go with the... Um, 10 ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more, don't you? All right, we'll get one more. <laughs> All right, we'll get one more. All right, we'll get one more. I think if I didn't, if I watched this movie when it first came out, I probably would have liked that more. Yeah. Because I already knew he was implying get another guy Ocean's Eleven. But I think in the beginning, you're just like, you don't know what Ocean's Eleven means. Yeah, it's just the whole fact that like he's, Brad Pitt's not talking to him or looking at him. He's just looking the complete opposite direction and he's just like ta- having a dialogue. Because that's when he's going yeah. through it, right? Yeah. He's just laying down on the fucking <laughs> yeah. bar. Um. Okay, let's do MVP. Most valuable player, as they say. Basically, my role in the run and hide too. That's another time. I don't know. Run and hide, asshole. Between one of those. Run and hide. All right. So MVP, we got. I got four. I got George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Andy Garcia, and Julia Roberts. Really, only two in the consideration. But as you guys know. We can't really put Andy Garcia and Julia Roberts into the second category, so you got to kind of just you got to die on the you got to die on the battlefield here, you know. I guess I'm gonna throw in a monkey wrench on that one. Okay, what do you think? Because I was gonna say Andy Garcia did the best job in the movie. Yeah, I think he had the. I just kept the tone. Yeah. Well, I just think so. Not. I mean, obviously, he's not my favorite character. By any means, my favorite character is George Clooney. He's just the coolest man, but. Andy Garcia, though, like as an actor, I think he had a tougher role than the rest of the four. Or actually, I think if anything, Julia Roberts had a tougher role. I just don't think she really lived up to it as yeah. well as Andy Garcia lived up to his role. I was kind of bummed when I was like, damn, Julia Roberts. I'm just not I was, kind of I was bummed yeah. on that, too. I was like, out of anyone, that's who you pick. Like, I'm sorry, but it's supposed to be someone that's like. To me, I think that character should be super like sexy. Yeah, you know, like we're talking about where it's like there are like a super sex symbol, and it's like she's never really been like a heart like like a sex symbol. She's always been like kind of your down to earth, like kind I mean, of like woman though. But we're she was like even she was in always, Pretty yeah, woman. she wasn't that fucking bombshell though. Julia Roberts though in the early 2000s coming off Aaron Brockovich is the biggest actress in the world. Yeah. yeah. But he's she's not the saying biggest that, actress though. in the entire world. He's not saying that. No, I, that's the thing is I'm not saying she's not big enough for this You were movie. just thinking like a young Catherine Zeta-Jones should have played the part. Or like a Cameron Diaz or someone. 
I see. I know. I see yeah. what you're saying. Something like, just someone who just like is known for their like sexiness. Hey, you're you preaching know? to the choir because I'm not a big Julie Roberts fan. I don't yeah. like her in anything. You know what I mean? And I just suspend belief. Her. I mean, you do. At the end of the day, I do kind of want to see her and George Clooney together after watching it. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. after watching all three movies because she's. I mean, well, she's in one and two. Yeah. But I I like what you said though about Andy Garcia because he played in a mob movie. And then everyone else was playing in another movie. Yeah. Kevin Gone. I think Brad Pitt, though. Yeah, I agree. I, I think George Clooney, the fact that it just doesn't even... George Clooney is just smooth. He's just being George Clooney in a way, so it's almost like yeah. it doesn't feel but like I mean, he had to do any that, stretching for this movie. It's I like, feel he, like he ever stretches. He just goes out there. Well, it's like, it's like we're <laughs> talking about... Pulling hamstring and on. He pulls the hamstring and it's just like, oh, that's just George. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's what we're talking about. It's like Mike thinks George Clooney's overrated. And it's like, I just think you don't get that kind of charisma on screen very often with very many actors. We always talk about, like, that's the easiest role to play. Like, the cocky, confident dude. It's like, every guy in Hollywood's good looking. Every one of them probably got the roles that they're in by walking into an audition, being suave. But there's like, there's like A-list actor suave, and then there's like, a plus superstar, super super suave, which is like George Clooney, Tom Cruise in his prime. George Clooney's only A list list or whatever you're saying because of his looks, though. He, but I mean, not when, because of his chops. But when you're looking sure at him helps. in this, when, when you're watching him in this movie, he's magnetic as fuck. Like he's amazing in this. Movie. Like I yeah. mean, he's not crying. He's not going to win an Academy Award. But there's something where you're like, dude, that dude is fucking perfect for that role. Like he is that guy. Like he, like you don't get like. That shit is what gets you on, like, you act in this movie. It's not just his looks that gets him on, like, the cover of, like, Time Magazine, Sexiest Man of the Year. It's not just his looks. Sexiest Man of the Year, not his looks? It's the way way he carries himself, dude. And he carries himself very fucking well. Well, then I have yet to see a film where I was like, why is George Clooney in this film? He's always kind of fit into everything. I don't know if that's saying something about his agent or his manager. I was like, like, why was George Clooney in From Dust Till Dawn? You're not he was sp- awesome in that. Man. I thought he was cool, but it's like you say you don't say that. Well, I look at George Clooney, I'm like, what's he doing? Well, in you're not going to see George Clooney. You're not going to see very many actors stand across from Brad Pitt in any movie. Yeah, and really kind of be like, all right, George Clooney is the more like swag dude out of the two of them. You know what I mean? And it's he like, was older too. He looked, like, he, right, the like, role was he was good in his yeah. role. Yeah, and and that's hard to do across from Brad Pitt to kind of make Brad Pitt look like the little brother of the two. You know what I mean? To just kind of being like, dude. Not only that, but also Matt Damon, which I thought was interesting when I was watching this, was how in the shadow Matt Damon felt in a Matt movie Damon where it's like that's never Matt been Damon, like a slick, sexy dude. Even though I know that a lot of people think of him like that. I, I just mean he's. Huh. Me. I just mean I don't even. I'm he's like, been on the cover of Time as like sexiest man. He has, but it's like to me, he's like he's more of an actor's actor than I think. I think he gets a lot more credit for being like in that pretty work class when I don't think he is. Yeah. Nah, no, no, no. He's just a nah. fucking actor. He falls very similar category to me as like Marky Mark, and I think even less like of a sex symbol than Marky Mark is. You never oh, seen Matt Damon with abs, dude. You never Matt seen Matt Damon's. I think Matt Damon's way better, way better than Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, yeah, he like circles around Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg in the fighter is really good. Like he has his moments. He did yeah, pretty good in there, but I mean, yeah. everything else is mid. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm 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 on the Marky Mark train for sure. I mean, I mean, on the Matt Damon train for sure. But yeah. I, mean, I like how Brad was just 
just his uh, interactions with all the other characters. It just he kept the vibe and the movie flowing. It was good. And he's just yeah. really sharp. Did you notice that every scene that he's in? You'll notice this next time you watch it. Every scene that he's in, he's eating. Every scene, he's eating something in every scene. So like, why they do that? Off the off the scene, like they were working so many hours that they never got any time to eat. And he was like, I think my character should just be eating in every scene. There's one scene where they're standing down when they first see Julia Roberts test. This fool has a whole shrimp cocktail. He's holding the whole. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's holding, and they said during filming, he ate 80 shrimp, 80 fucking shrimp. So I think it's cool too for him because the way he's viewed in Hollywood is like, Oh, the sex symbol abs, abs and stuff. And all he's doing is eating to me. That's yeah. cool. He'll be like, you like, you'll like, you'll, you can find scenes where he doesn't have food in his hand. But he has food in his hand in most scenes. Like, you'll see him. It'll clip over. He'll be, like, chewing, sucking on a lollipop. He'll be eating some chips. Like, he's always eating something throughout the film and the movie. It's fucking, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Just watch for it next time that you watch it. I remember him eating this from cocktail, though. It was him and Matt Damon, right? Yeah. 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 That's just hilarious. Um, yeah, I never saw, I didn't think that Andy Garcia would have got the, the nod on that one. I like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did a good job. Without... Everything else in the movie, it's like Mike said, everything else in the movie is very comical, and he's kind of like that anchor that you can always go back to. He's been like, all right, this dude's serious. He's yeah. like the guy that just didn't break character. You yeah. know when everyone's trying to make you laugh and stuff, and you just keep it? Like, he just kept yeah. it going. Can we just do an honorable shout-out? We didn't even talk about this, but I don't have this written down anywhere, but just Klitschko and fucking uh, and Lennox, Lennox Lewis. Lewis. I was wondering, yeah. was that like an actual fight? They never fought. They never fought each other. They're both hired on as actors. They've never fought. Lennox Lewis fought uh, Vitaly. That was sick how they did that. And they that brought out cool. their real ring crew. Well, I knew they weren't going to fight because in the beginning, it looked sorry. Well, it's like they, they had their actual ring crew with them. Yeah. They had like real stars sitting in the in that crowd. Like in the audience, there was just yeah. random cameos of like, uh, what are the two dudes with the white tigers? Oh, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy were in the audience. Like they, there, there's a lot of attention to detail in this movie. Yeah, which is what makes it so fucking good. But let's do the uh, sleeper award. So but when they're about to fight, it looks horrible. Rewatch that part because you just know they weren't gonna fight. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, I bet you if it really came down to it, they would have thrown a couple jabs. But you know, yeah, I they, hoped. you know, they probably don't want to actually get pissed like if i if it was me and i was a professional fighter like this fool better not hit me in the face yeah like, exactly. they're in some choreographers though so especially this is 2004 boxing. vladimir fought for fucking fuck lennox was already hanging he already hung him up huh? oh wait this is 2004 yeah. no no, he's still... no and vladimir fought for 10 over 10 more years 15, 12 more years don't make no sense i seen that we don't got to get into that fuck dude we don't want to get in the boxing bag <laughs> um Sleeper Award. So this is the best performance by a supporting actor, which there's a lot of them. So I expect that we're going to have a little bit of fun yeah. with this one. So I got uh, Bernie Mac as Frank. Killed it. Elliot Gould as uh, Ruben Tishkoff. Don Cheadle as Basher. Uh, Carl Rainier as Saul. And Matt Damon as Linus. Yeah. Which I think all those are appropriate. They should all be in this category. Let me just say this. Don Cheadle killed this movie. If you look anything up online for this, it goes down as the worst accent in movie. It was so bad. In cinema history. And he tried to change it for the sequels. And they were like, you have to keep it. Because he, he used like a weird <laughs> pygmy accent. Like he spent a lot of time in London trying to perfect the accent. And people hate on it. But I don't know accents. So when I watch it, it doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah. it stood out so fast. That's why he's the guy for me. Because I was telling him earlier where it's like you always have 
European actors doing American accents, but you never test an American actor to do a European accent. I thought it was cool. It was, it's a comedy, so it was just, just look at the way he looked. So, like the voice was fun. Well, well, what's funny is the fact that Cheadle like is technically doesn't have a credit in this movie because what happened was he's not in the credits. He's uncredited. Yeah, he's uncredited because he wanted to be you know above the movie title, you know, along with, with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. George Clooney. But it's like, and because he didn't get it, he was like, "Fuck it," you know, just don't. He is don't though give me in credit. Ocean's Twelve. And it's just they worked it out in Ocean's Twelve. Like he, he's the. Th- it's mean, like, dude, your character did not have that much screen time. Like, there's no way he's you a should big be star. It, it comes down to this, yeah. dude. He's the, in my opinion, he's the third coolest dude in this movie. He wins this award for me for sure. He's the third coolest yeah. dude. Yeah. So it's like, and rightfully so. That's kind of right where he landed in the credits. He's like, you know, it's it's either between him or Matt Damon, and Matt Damon doesn't do much except for that one scene. Yeah, you know, and it's like I I do like Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's the fucking man, but he's just being Bernie Mac. I uh-huh. I like Don Cheadle, man. He's fucking super talented. Oh, gotta love Don. Cheadle. I get where he's coming from too with his name on the shit though, because like any other movie, you'll get someone that's in there for maybe two minutes and their name will be on there just to draw. Yeah, and like I get it, the cast, but still, like that dude's a fucking pretty successful actor. Oh, absolutely. If it was me directing it, and let's say I didn't know that we we're gonna make Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put him. I would have just put, I probably would have put George Clooney and maybe like Julia Roberts and then hit the title or Brad Pitt. But it's like, he should be down there because he's right there with like, there's actors that are down there that are fame. I mean, he's down there with Matt Damon in his fucking prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Matt Damon's leaving the set to go do Bourne movies and shit. Like She already has a name. Stamp though. Big name for sure. But he's also, he's, he's the bomb guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I still think that he wins this one for me. I think I really like Elliot Gould as Ruben. Elliot Gould was going to be my favorite sleeper. Yeah, I just like the he is Vegas personified. He's like a little dude. He's got the big glasses, all the chains. He's got the robe. He's got all the money. Like, yeah, he does a great job. Like he overacts a little bit and it's just enough to be like, dude, this dude's Las Vegas to the fucking fullest. Exactly. I, lo- I love him in that movie. I wish uh, I would have saw more Italians. Well, the the thing is, is like Italians aren't really as much in like Vegas as they used to be. What, what is Andy Garcia? Is he even Italian? I have no idea. I mean, his last name is he Garcia. Was Godfather. That's his. I mean, he's Italian to me. Well, the way he moved, you would think. Yeah, I think. Uh, like even his lackeys, they were just two white boys, right? Like Irish dudes. Yeah, but you got so. Let me say this, for the sake because this is a. This is a conversation that to have, right? Is the extra. There's an 11. Ocean's 11 is a big cast. And yeah. all of them star-studded cast. So there's a lot to be said. I think the best character out of this second cast right here has to be Saul. Right? I feel like he's just the man. He kind of plays that like grumpy grandpa that everybody fucking loves. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has a big part in the movie. He actually has a bigger part than, like, than the rest. Than of them. you probably remember. Yeah, you and know, probably the like, rest of them. And it's like he's just doing his thing, kind of like with the antacid. The for, I remember the first time I saw the movie where he has the heart attack. I thought he actually had a heart attack. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so did I, because that was before, when he before he like stood up and he was going like through it. All, the best best underrated part of that movie is like where fucking Brad Pitt walks in and he's like, 
somebody call a doctor. <laughs> he has that yeah, fucking wig dude, on. Dude, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, that was so funny because he's so he just looked loose. Dude, and it's funnier every single time you watch it. Next time, that's, dude, the, that's yes. the wig that Mike Myers wears in Austin Powers. Is that's it? the original Austin Powers so, wig. I'm glad he brought that up because it's just him and I was like, what the fuck? He's like, breathe, damn it. But I like <laughs> that like, and then I like that. I like when, when Matt Damon had this little cop suit on. <laughs> because I've seen that Matt Damon before. Yeah, so is yeah. it like down? No, it's not downsizing. It was like another movie he did. Informant. Yeah, yeah. It just looks, man. I like look, that was great. Little things. It's they just did so like funny because the door opens and that fool has those little glasses on. He's like somebody called doctor. It's just <laughs> fucking stupid. He dude. almost looked like fucking Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Brad Pitt. He's like we lost him. <laughs> He's like we lost him. Like they, that shit is fucking hilarious. All right, you guys want to jump into like a little quick break, grab a beer, hear a couple words from our mini sponsors who are just fucking flooding our inbox. Listen, let me just say this, dude. We don't need to work another day in our lives because we make enough money from this fucking podcast to where we can entertain everybody for free. We all drive expensive sports cars. We just do it because we want to see Vegas go down. You know what I mean? It's like that same principle. We're just kidding. We all have to be up for work tomorrow. Let's just not get into my sad life. All right, let's go. Break time. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We're back. Sorry about that. I had to get dark before we left, but I'm going through a really <laughs> tough time right now. I would prefer not to talk about it. Let's get into character questions. First off, huge shout out to whoever sponsor you happen to hear in that little middle zone. I don't know. Sierra Nevada is our sponsor. Sierra Nevada and weed. Care by design. Uh, what is that <laughs> thing you got there? Those capsules? Oh, yeah, yeah. These are, um, yeah, care by design. Four CBD to one. Rich. CBD, THC, capsules. Oh, just I still owe you. I got like five more cartons. <laughs> I got so much. It's ridiculous. We got carts, dude, but let's I'm keep about it to start a little uh, debop. <laughs> okay. Debop dispensary. <laughs> Let me tell you a couple people that should have been cast in this movie. You guys ready? Bruce Willis was supposed to play Danny Ocean. What do you guys think about that? No way. No. No? Not at all. I think he got offered the role of Danny Ocean, turned it down, wanted to come back and be one of the 11. He wanted to be Rusty. I already know. Sorry, yes. There was no room, so we just ended up playing <laughs> Bruce Willis in uh, the second one. which is He can't uh, fucking grow hair. Mark Wahlberg. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't me mean just, a lot here. <laughs> let me just. No, I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you this, and you guys guess who he's supposed to play. Mark Wahlberg. He could have got Rusty's wig. <laughs> could have gave him Rusty's wig. Oh, Bruce Willis with no hair trying to play Danny Ocean. Wig. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I meant. <laughs> so that ain't no problem here. Nah, Jason Statham is the only like bald dude that can really take the lead like that, dude. Russ, no offense. Yeah. Well, you're just a supporting guy. You know what Damn. I mean? We'll get we'll get there on who I think Stanley Russell's Tucci. Who's Mark Mark, Mark Wahlberg supposed to play? You tell me. You tell me who you think Mark Wahlberg was, I think was Linus. offered. What do you think? Who I think what? Mark Wahlberg was offered a role in this movie, but he turned it down to play Planet of the Apes. Who was he offered? Mm, probably Oh. Um He was supposed to be Matt Damon's character, wasn't he? Correct. Both yeah. of you guys. A plus. Proud nice. of you. Proud of you both. I think keep he, Boston in a box, man. I think that he would have done a good job. <laughs> uh, 
That motherfucker would no. He wouldn't have carried out the heist. He double thinks himself in every fucking movie. He's a little too confident. I feel like Matt Damon plays a better like unconfident dude. Matt, I mean Mark Wahlberg is just like a kind of a man's man. I think he would have done a better job as Rusty. Well, that and it's one of those like he's too buff to be like swiping shit out of people's like coats. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those, you can't have a big ass dude like trying to swipe. Matt Damon looks like a little know-it-all kid. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon has a bag, dude. We should do Talented Mr. Ripley on this podcast sometime because that movie is fucking fire. I just watched it, so not anytime soon, but <laughs> if you want to see Matt Damon in his fucking bag, that's the one, dude. He Have you seen that movie? Yeah, he creels it. All right. Luke and Owen Wilson for Virgil and Turk. Yep. That would have been great. Yeah. I would have loved that. But they would have had fucking give Wes Anderson a little writing credit for them too. That little uh, yeah, he would have filmed that. Wes Anderson would have filmed that little race, yeah. <laughs> the little motor yeah. car, the big one. That would have just added All like one shot. They would have added angle. more comedy. Like there would have been a more comedic element to that role. Even though I think that uh, I don't think it would have worked. It would have been cool though. But in the way the film was, I don't think it would have worked. I just feel like you would have just had Owen Wilson being like. Doing his like, oh, they would have been having those like weird arguments, you know what I mean? Like that wedding crashers type argument, yeah. which would have been fucking amazing. Where he like kind of whispers and like, just seeing them oh, both, I like, seeing them both like dressed up as like the bellhops and like with one of them with like the balloons and shit like so that. I'm saying it, it would have, have, have turned funny. into Wes Anderson, it would have been like their movie, they're a little too magnetic for that role. Yeah, like, turned you know? into Wes Anderson. I'm sorry, Casey Affleck. We all saw in a what's the Ben Affleck movie where he he's like the lead. Gone, baby, gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he has a hard time carrying a movie. Like he's a great actor. He just has a hard time. Yeah. He's not magnetic enough to bring it to like if you if Ben Affleck would have played the lead role in Gone, Baby, Gone, it would have been as a movie fan can't get any better than Casey. But if Matt Damon would have done it, I think that that movie would have elevated to a point where it probably would have won some like awards and shit because it's great. That's bet that's Ben Affleck's like directing like debut. Right. Yeah. I thought you were rewatching that little scene. <laughs> oh, you're in the, you're killing it if you're doing that. So if this, uh, who else? I mean, those are the two that I got. There's a nothing th- for Cheeto or no other guys. No, no, I mean, uh, isn't De Niro in the last? Oh, one? I also read. Um, I think Pacino. Pacino, Pacino, yeah. I also read that um, Johnny Depp. They were trying to get to do uh, Matt Damon's character as well. Ooh, I hate Johnny Depp. I know. Dude. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I'm good. So casting-wise, who do you think was the least best casted person? Do you guys think that... Go, I mean, I want Ballsy, right? You think it's Julia Roberts? Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah. You think Julia Roberts is the character that could have got cast better? Yeah. So out of an older actress... Mm-hmm. Not older, but I mean, Julia Roberts like could have been dating George Clooney. Who do you think that that actress should have been? All right, so actually I have a whole, I have kind of a, a bit of a crew that I put together here of people that would have been good if they make it now, but kind of fit the same age. Cause you know, obviously they're all older. So I got, s- look at, I got, I have the same thing. Uh, when I list it, you tell me who you also hold have. Hold on. Okay. You tell us that. I want to hear his real quick. I want to hear the character. Let's just do we'll it all go together. We'll go one for one. Let's do it all together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so who, I'm going to, I'm going to, who do you list. got for Danny Ocean? I have two. For each character going down the, the board. Mm-hmm. If it were just to be remade. Yeah. Right? So, there are two people that I have for Danny. This isn't necessarily 
this is just a couple people that I'm throwing out there. Right? Yeah. So two that I got for Danny, I got John Hamm, Denzel Washington. Those are my two for Danny Ocean. And you take any era Denzel, any era John Hamm that you want. Doesn't necessarily have to be today. It could be Denzel in American Gangster era too. So I got those two. Who do you got? I have Gosling actually. Okay. I have Gosling also, but I have Gosling as the right-hand man. So for my right-hand man role. All right. We're jumping all over the place Who do you think for that first one out of those three? Who do you think? Um, You had him as Ocean Gosling? Yeah. That's wild shit. Because I was thinking Gosling from that, that movie with Steve Carell. Yeah, that movie's good. You know what I What's mean? Like crazy, yeah, yeah, crazy sex, love. crazy stupid love, crazy, crazy stupid, stupid love. love. That's it. Gosling from that. Gosling ain't leading the crew though. Like Gosling's too young. Even I can see Denzel more playing maybe Andy Garcia's role. Right. But I think John I don't Hamm, like John Hamm. I just feel like he fits that light. I think he could do it. I just He's don't just, think there, there's any proof. John Hamm has fucking snitch all over him. What He's about the dude from Friday Night Lights? Nah. Talk, I, I know you're talking about the TV show, right? Yeah. Nah. I have a good alternative. Fastbender. Still, I don't know. Uh, I think Clo- they like nailed it with Clooney. Yeah. He's like, he has that look. So for the right-hand man, Brad Pitt's part, this is who I have. He, I got Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper for that secondary role. Coming in hot off the second. What do you guys think? I like Bradley Cooper a lot for that. The one who I had in mind was Ryan Reynolds, though. I think Brad Cooper out of all of them I think I, st- do. I do think I think Bradley Cooper he fits would and that also would answers the question who could Brad Cooper fit in this role now I just want to think of another dude that could have took George Clooney's I was thinking maybe now maybe Brad Cooper could take George Clooney's role older I think he could do it maybe if it was made today yeah yeah I could see him doing that yeah, because, I mean, after watching A Star is Born, like, it's one of those, like, you can tell, like, he's starting to get into that kind of, like, distinct. I know I know like, we're not supposed to look. mention Voldemort on this podcast, but maybe, like, a younger Liam Neeson could have took that Danny Ocean role, dude. <laughs> like, kind of, like, right after. You don't have a voice. You don't have mm. the voice. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't stud, have the though. charisma. Tall, dark, though. and handsome, kind of. He doesn't have like the likable, not very like, yeah. charismatic. Yeah, Schindler kind of charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Yeah, I mean, I mean fucking... say young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. There's somebody out there that we're missing. Maybe it's uh, Daniel Craig. Maybe nah. it's Idris Elba. I can see yeah. Idris. Idris Elba. I'm not mad about Idris, that. Yeah. Yeah, he has it. I see Bradley Cooper though now. I can see that. That's the one only love you're getting from me, brother. From Bradley. <laughs> the thing that I, was, I, that I was recently thinking about with Bradley Cooper is like, he doesn't play the cocky dude, you know? Like, he, everybody's typecast that fool as Bradley Cooper from The Hangover or from uh, Wedding Crashers. He doesn't go into that bag since then. He just doesn't do it. Like, he plays, he's always, from there on, I think he knew that that's where he was typecast at, and he got out of that bag quick. Every movie that yeah, he's he done did. since then, he plays like a, a like a deep, emotional character since then. You know what I mean? He kind of goes into it with Limitless when he gets cocky. You know what I mean? But he mm-hmm. starts out as like a vulnerable character. Well, the thing, yeah, he's so dynamic in that movie that it's like you can't really pigeonhole someone from that movie. We'll, we'll praise Brad Cooper on another uh, podcast. This isn't the time to just be going to that. I can see De Niro doing it too. Young De Niro? For say sure. Young De Niro. Casino De Niro? 
100%. That's a good call, actually. All right, so right-hand man, what do you think? Gosling, Brad Cooper, or Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds. Mm. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds is a little much. Like, Ryan Reynolds, to me, is like... Uh, Ryan Reynolds could have played one of the brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a... Gosling? I think Gosling's perfect. Because Brad, hear me out. Brad Pitt is just like a hair under protege style of George Clooney. Like when George Clooney retires or gets married, Brad Pitt's taking over the crew. And yeah. I do think that you were onto something with Gosling playing that Danny Ocean character, except that he's just a little under, right? Like, I mean. You think it's just not quite yet. It's almost, almost there. Yeah. Right? yeah, I could see Gosling. You know what I mean? I, th- I think it would fit. He's slick. He's smooth. He did that. He did play the confident role in Crazy Drive. Too, drive. Gosling. Yeah. Like that. I'm thinking looks. The look. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe Gosling when he plays that like crazy stupid love. I'm a fucking pimp, dude. Like I don't really believe that from him. I don't think that he's like that in real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I, it's hard for me to believe. Even though he does have a look for it, he's not like a Brad Pitt as far as like charisma. He's more of a deeper... Dude, like he's he's a pretty good actor. He's good in like the romantic, like notebooky type shit. Yeah, La La Land, he was good. Very good. Um, so the protege, Linus. Linus, oh, is I got two right now. I just came up with for that. Okay, so who do you have? I have Chris Pratt actually. Chris Pratt is Linus. You're not very good at this, I think. So I have. <laughs> That's cool. I know. <laughs> Jesus. He's the only one that made the list. I didn't. I got a list. list. I got a double list. Chris Pratt as the yeah. protege role. Yeah, but like a skinnier, like not See, so bulky as he is now. You're picking like, his his apart though without getting a full grand scheme of his whole crew. Like if he told us his whole crew, it might work. Chris Pratt but is Linus in a crew run by Ryan Gosling. Love <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Russ. So I got. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. got Shia That's LaBeouf and Tom Holland for mine. See, I had. I had Tom Holland. I actually have Tom Holland for another role. I have Edward Norton and Jake Gyllenhaal. Young Edward Norton, I could see. Because I could see. I was going to say Edward playing uh, Rusty. But I think young Edward can play Linus. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal can play it. Young Edward has that very similar. Edward Norton in general has that thing where he could. Same thing. I think you could also sub in young Mark Ruffalo right here, even though he's not can't be subbed in very often. But it's a dude <laughs> that can play geeky, but is also a really good actor. I think Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal would kill it. I got Jake Gyllenhaal later in my list, so I'm just gonna hold. All right, I'm gonna hold. my boy finally getting some love. Jake, yeah, Jake's I see getting you. some love. Jake's getting some love from me. Um, I think Shia LaBeouf would have done a good job with it. I think he could have like I didn't got even think into, about that. I think he could have got in as like the pickpocket. It would have been a different character completely. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could have worked. I don't know, man. The only thing I've ever seen him good in was Fury. Oh, man. Disturbia. He's great in Disturbia. The only thing I've ever Fury. seen him good in was Fury. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Even Stevens there for a second. Even hey, they're fine. talking about bringing that back. That's the shows you where he's at. Tom Holland, it's hard for me to say because I haven't seen a lot of Tom Holland shit. i just going off the look. Um, the Inside Man, the Bernie Mac character. Didn't mean to pick two black actors here. So it might just be that I was just looking for the Bernie Mac. I might have been too focused on Bernie Mac for this role. But I'm going with Donald Glover 
for my first one and Kevin Hart for my second one. Kevin Hart? What the hell? I think he was Kevin Hart's funny. I'm just trying to when I when Kevin Hart's in, giving away a heist. Like you ain't taking <laughs> nothing serious with that. When it pops into my head, I all I can think about is that like should have been called White Jack. And that's the reason why I couldn't pick a white actor, and that's the reason why I picked Kevin Hart. Because I, I think, think he could have pulled that line up. Michael Kane could have done that. You couldn't picture you couldn't picture Kevin Hart dressed up as like a blackjack dealer. I could totally uh, see that. I could kind of see it. Yeah, I think I could it see him doing that, perfect. but not fucking carrying out a heist. I can't see him in the room with Matt Damon being serious. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like he's gonna blow it, dude. You like, don't see too much fucking serious Bernie Mac in the movie, though, either. You know, well, Bernie Mac was just he had that. He's where it's just like he's he's good he's at looking just, like he's pissed off. Yeah, because like he as funny as he is, he's like a serious funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never like he's just, he's not like to me, Kevin Hart's a clown. Do you think you could have used like a, like a Louis, like a Louis CK for that role? I don't know. I don't, because the way he looks. That's why I was saying Michael Caine, but Michael Caine could have played like Saw or someone else like that. Michael Caine, Michael Caine could have had a role in this movie. But yeah, I could yeah. see him being like a blackjack dealer, an older guy, and but he's not as funny as Bernie Mac. So I get what you're saying with the comedian. Yeah. Part I about. like Donald Glover. Like I think that he has potential. I haven't really hit one on the nose with Forrest him yet, Whitaker. but I will keep Forrest dude, Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker has a, would add a different role somewhere, but I like Forrest Whitaker too. We haven't hit the nail on the head with Donald Glover because Bernie's tried another to throw one. Him out. This is the first. Bernie one and George are two that kind of got to leave it. Yeah. What do you have? Do you have anybody in mind for that? Not for that one, no. Okay. Bernie killed that. Sh- the next one I got shit. is the brothers, the two brothers. So. Do you hey, have a replacement shout out the- Scott Kahn. He was a rapper in a group called the Hooligans with Alchemist. Really? Back in the day. His dad, James Kahn. Mm-hmm. Famous actor in The Godfather. Yeah. Right? Um, do you have anything for the brothers? For the brothers, I could actually see, because I know we said Luke and Owen Wilson could have been a possibility, but just from seeing how they acted on Wedding Crashers, I'd actually like to see Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Like, if we're gonna go superstar studded, that would oh. be kind of fucking. That would be so funny. Vince Vaughn playing Bernie. Oh, I think that, that would be good. great. The fast talking. That would have been perfect because he even could have done the handshake scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's Vegas. He's a Vegas guy. Vegas baby. All right, so here's my here's my two options for the brothers. You guys tell me what you think. We gotta start writing these shits down and then start one podcast. We'll just have our movies. Like, all right, what movie's better? This movie with this <laughs> oh, cast. Yeah. We need that. to watch a shitty movie that people don't like, and then we need to see what we could do to improve it. Right? Yeah. Like, we need to watch like rewatch like a movie that should have been good that wasn't. Yeah. I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but I can definitely think about it if you give me time. Um, so here here's who I got for the brothers. Right. I got Andy Samberg and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Where did you Together get that? Together as two of them, right? Which I think would be funny. And then I got Dave Franco and Zac Efron as the other two. That would be actually really funny. No, see, because I don't look at Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck as idiots. <laughs> Dave, David Franco and fucking what's the other dude? What's the other dude's name? Zac Efron. They're fucking idiots. They're not carrying out a job. They're supposed to be idiots, though. Like, but I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like these guys have this personality, but you can count on them to carry a job. Those guys, like with Kevin Hart, they're not carrying shit out, dude. You're getting caught. 
I like Joan Hall in that role. I think no, Joan Hall could do a comedy role. I think maybe Joan Hall and Efron, or I like Sandberg. Joan Hall is like a an awkward funny. I would, yeah. I think he could do it. That's the thing. Jake Joan Hall being funny is like Velvet Buzzsaw. Like that's the kind of shit. Here's the funny one that I got right, and it's for the veteran role, the Saul role. Uh huh. Right. And I there's two on here, and one of these is just a, it's done. But you guys tell me what you think. Like to me, it's not even it's not even a competition. But you guys tell me. So for the Saul role, the veteran, I got Jeff Goldblum and Robert De Niro. Who do you guys think is like the? I fucking love Jeff Goldblum. I think Jeff Goldblum takes yeah. that hey, buttery. Dude. We might have to take Jeff Goldblum as Danny Ocean Dog. <laughs> I don't I know. I forgot about my man Jeff. I don't know if Jeff Goldblum could do the like dying heart attack thing. I think he De could do Dan- Danny Ocean though. If you get him at the right time, yeah, for sure. Yeah. This Jeff Goldblum now, you see, I think Jeff music Goldblum's the original George Clooney. Yeah, I think he's the original George Clooney, and I think George he Clooney kind of is. Yeah, yo, you guys ever seen The Big Chill? Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring that. I'm running that one. That's a good movie. All right, and then I got this one for you. I don't have anything written down. I want you guys to. I left it open for you two. The bomb guy. Who's gonna? Who fills in as the bomb role? I'm gonna off the top of my head. This just came to me right now. I'm going Tom Hardy. In as the bomb guy with mm. an English accent, so he's the most Englishman ever. You see the tattoo he has on his chest, he has like a little what is it, like an English uh, it's, it's the flag, yeah. the great Britain about, flag. Talking he about reminds sort of me replacing, of the dude that have a Liverpool tattoo, sort of replacing Cheeto, right? Yeah, um, I think Tom Hardy's my pick. Honestly, I was gonna trade. Um, so like I said earlier, I'm gonna pull out my uh, Donald Glover on that one. I can see it. Because they're both just like kind of silly. You know what I mean? You're like saying Donald characters. Glover the whole time? I thought you were saying Danny Glover. Donald Glover. <laughs> I was like, hell no, nah, Danny Glover ain't doing that. <laughs> nah, that's Donald further. Glover, I can see him doing the, the bomb. Or I can see Donald Glover being the little Asian dude too, doing the backflip. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> him and Tom Holland nah, can be the little Asian. I had him doing the fucking the Bernie Mac thing. I think Tom Hardy would kill that little bomb roll. Right? Doesn't that fit? That fit. <laughs> like trying to get the pinch. Like yeah. I can see him killing He's that. He's good. He, I feel like he. Could He'd play have to it. slim down though. He can't just be. He buff could play and a shit. dorky dude though. You know, if, uh, he, yeah. if he pulled out his like Inception bag, that Tom Hardy could do it right there. I think Bane or his all of it. Never mind. All his roles are just fucking really masculine and intimate. It's just you're intimidated He's a by his roles. Pretty masculine dude, just in general. It's man's man. <laughs> out in the world. You know? Yeah. All right, let's talk. Uh, what do you think? You got anybody for it? Besides, who did you say? Yeah, I said Donald Glover. Okay. I can see that. Let me ask you this. Where would you put Kevin Costner in this movie if you could? <laughs> <laughs> what? You think uh, Kevin Costner could play a good, like, uh, Benedict? No, I was going to ask. Who do you have for Benedict? I don't have anybody. I should have actually wrote that down. There's another one, though. I think... Let me think about it. I think that you could have put... Oof. That's, I mean, that's... Because it's that, someone you would not steal from. It has to be someone that looks like that. Like, you know, with conviction, you know, like, damn, you can't steal from that guy. I mean, first thing that pops into my head is kind of like a villainy X-Men version of Kevin Bacon. But, what? like... I don't I'm thinking maybe, like, James Gandolfini would be a good one. James Gandolfini for sure, but oh, I mean, we got to go away from we got to go away from mob. Right? Oh, see, I was thinking Matt Hardy. Who Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy? I'm thinking fucking Hardy Boys right now. 
Tom Hardy. I'm sorry, Tom Hardy. I'm bad Hardy. <laughs> nah, it's got to be someone that could, that's old enough to run a casino. It needs to be someone that's in his George Clooney bag, where it's like old enough to run the heist, and like they're fighting for the same girl, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that is a good. So it's got to be it. like the. It's got to be like the nemesis to. Where yeah. would Matthew McConaughey fit in this film? McConaughey. With a Texas accent he, he and be, a Texas he'd be one hat. Of the brothers. He'd and the cowboy the dude, hat. He would be the dude selling yeah. the fucking van, dude. He'd be the dude that he goes <laughs> to get the van from. With the cowboy hat and all. Yeah. Just like a little small cameo where he's like, Oh dude. no, I was thinking he's one of the brothers, the one that the one that had the balloons. Yeah, that's another good one. And he's like, Man, I gotta take these balloons. <laughs> nah, because he's too old. He would he would have been perfect. Well, I mean, we're saying young Pacino, young fucking like, give him his just dude. Okay. Young McConaughey. Well, I think old McConaughey cowboy hat sucked because he sucked up. No, I think he really was on some Dallas Buyers Club shit. Who's running that? Who's running that uh, Benedict role? That's the most important one. I can see Denzel doing that one. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that's Lawrence I Fishburne. Fuck with. Nah, Lawrence Fishburne would be perfect. He kind of runs that casino. He runs that kind of shit in that movie Twenty One. Have you seen that? Yeah, Twenty One. With uh, yeah, the dude Spacey. from Across the Universe. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I, keep, I don't know why I get those Vegas movies mixed up. Smoking Aces is another good Vegas movie. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a few. There's a few. They're low key. 21 too. That's a good one. Chris Pine. Chris Pine could have been one of the brothers. He could have played Matt Damon's role, I think. What about... Uh, I forget about that guy. There's a few dudes. I feel like James Marsden could have had a place in a, in a remake. Who the fuck is James Marsden? What about... He's a dude from Westworld, and uh, what's that new movie with, or that new TV series with Christina Applegate? Uh, okay, uh, Dead to Me? Dead to Me. James Marsden's like the dude in there. You need to watch that. It's a good show. Um, well, we were we were complaining about Julia Roberts. But I it's think Catherine like, Zeta-Jones, Catherine Zeta-Jones in her prime is perfect for that role. Yeah. She's a fucking, she's a dime piece. You know what I mean? She's kind of like professional. Say so if we're if we're saying now, like for me, I would say like Charlie's Theron. I think Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, younger Cameron Diaz, or Cameron Diaz today? I don't know what she looks like today. I don't know what she looks like today either. <laughs> so Cameron just, Diaz, like the mask. All I want to think is the mask. The mask. Yeah. Cameron Diaz is the finest thing of all time. Oh, for sure. Not of all time. That's a. That's a hard one. I mean, I think Catherine Zeta-Jones fits, but it doesn't yeah. really work because she's in the next one. Goldie Hawn would be a pretty good one. Or no. Yeah, Kate Hudson could have worked. Yeah. I think it needs to be a little bit more like assertive, like boss lady. Mm-hmm. Maybe Margot Robbie. Nah, she's kind of ditzy. Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, yeah. there's somebody, though, where you're just like, oh, yeah. Perfect. That would work. And it's yeah. just like, we can't think of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's the lead uh, actresses out there? You know? That's just like what you really got to think of. Yeah. Say yes. Meryl Streep can't be in everything, right? <laughs> yeah, that fucking Meryl <laughs> Streep in every role, dude. <laughs> what about um, nitpicks? You guys got anything, you know? Nothing too particular, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of nitpicks if someone were to get like super nerdy about it and kind of like pick apart the entire plan and everything like that. But 
this is one of those movies I just I want to take it for fun and just like not think too much about it. Like I don't want to yeah. dive into it. Like well, we get like the we have different weeks. You know what I mean? As far as like the movies that we picked, I noticed there's like yeah, there's different types of movies. What I miss is like the Lewin Davis vibe where it's like I kind of miss like really in- interpreting a movie. That's something that. If yeah. it doesn't come around until like my next time, that's something that I want to try to dig into. Uh huh. But like, there is those movies where it's like, okay, this is going to be serious, and then there's a movie that's inadvertently funny. We don't do it on purpose, like Gladiator. And then there's <laughs> movies like this where it's just for me, this is just a good. I had no problem watching this movie. I love it. You know, Not what I mean? at it's all. easy. It's an easy watch. It, you know, it's one of those movies to me where like. If someone ever says they're going to put it on, I would not be, I don't, I don't ever see a time where I'd say, no, don't put that on. You know, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. What's your guys' like all time, I know that we don't really come home like slam drunk anymore, but like when you live with your parents and you would come home drunk, what was like your drunk movie to put on? I know you're probably juice, but you can't pick that because we already did it. Paid in full is my all time. Paid in full? Why don't yeah. we do that for your movie next time? I never seen Paid in full. You ain't ready for that. I'm ready. Paid fools. I want to do what's it called? Do the right thing. But you think we're ready to do Shawshank, but we can't do. The I don't right think. Well, you've seen Shawshank. That's my thing. You can't watch Do the Right Thing once and then expect to do a podcast on it and uh-huh. do it justice. You watched Oceans once and did a podcast on it. And you're gonna put that on the same level as Do the Right Thing? Get out of I here! I don't know because you won't allow me to fucking watch Do the Right Thing. You can watch. You can do what you want. Player. If I watch Good Do the Right Thing right now, though, <laughs> I'm not gonna want to do it in a month. I'm gonna petition. You know? Then you pick the movie. I'll pick Why do I gotta pick it? Because that's your movie. Do the right thing. It's right up there with Shawshank. Pick it if you're down. You ain't ready. You gotta I watch want it. Nothing more. Um, what I'm do you trying think? to Come help you drunk. guys excel. <laughs> I ain't trying to hold nobody back. Come home drunk movie. What do you think? I, so for me, actually, I'm not like a movie watcher when I'm drunk. Honestly, I'm a sports not center. Not anymore, but like back in the day, you didn't. No, come but home no, I was always like a, a movie on No, I was always like a sports center. Like whenever I'm drunk, like put on something like just fucking sports center always worked for me. I have hangover movies, but I don't really have like drunk movies because I'm usually like drunk. I'm well, yeah. When I'm drunk, I'm the type that just passes out. Like as soon yeah. as you get home, you know what I mean. The minute I lay in bed, I know I'm gone. I know what so you're it's saying. Like, I'm just not putting any. I do the same thing. Like you just pass out, but I put a movie on, think you're gonna watch it, and then you pass yeah. out. Yeah. When I was, was young, always, I, don't, I don't even fool myself. Like, see, mine was always paid in full. Now it's the Big Sick. I never seen the Big Sick. It's one that I, I was about to watch it the other day. That one's really good, dude. I love that movie. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Ch- I might have to check it out this weekend. I always come home and I like I would come home with the homies and we would, someone would be like sneaking back into my hey, parents' house. And hold on, I did my man just. I did him a disservice. I didn't put put his name in the hat. Paul Dano could have played Linus. I was going to put Paul Dano in as like one of the two brothers. No, Paul Dano could have played Linus. Paul Dano is an amazing actor. No, yeah, he's great. I mean, there and director, blood. and he just made a he did his debut film called Direct, Wildlife. Directed? Yep. Yeah, he's too young to direct. <laughs> we'll see. Jake Gyllenhaal and uh. What's old girl from and Carrie Mulligan? I like Carrie Mulligan. They won't yeah. star in it. She cool. She yeah. always like doesn't. She never really gets to like spread her wings. You know, she crushes in. Yeah, she's good in a uh, Gatsby. Yeah. What else is she in? 
fucking. She's in something that we've done. Wall she's Street. Done, she's in. Uh, Lou and Davis. She's in Wall Street. That's right. That's right. Wall Street remake. Banger. Wall yeah. Street OG. It's a banger. We got to get some Michael Douglas in this joint, dog. We're talking about <laughs> Catherine, Z- Catherine Zeta Jones when he's showing no love to her, man. He's the man, dude. He's the fucking man. Well, I think we are at the end of this podcast, my friends. You got any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? What do you think? No, not too much. Do you have any just wise words for the kids out there? Wise words is pretty much so like I actually got into a discussion about thievery. Thievery? Um, Yeah. After watching this movie and um, just don't be a snitch, dude. Like when it just comes to thievery or when it comes to shit like that, just don't be a snitch, man. Like, right. I didn't see nothing. I don't know nothing. And I don't want to know nothing. Yeah. It's the best way to live. I've done that since since I was a kid, though. We don't snitch. But my words is go watch Suspiria. Do yourself do yourself a justice and watch Suspiria. And then come holler at me. That's what you keep telling me, man. I I'm not telling you, I'm telling the people if we do have any listeners. And uh if you guys have any questions you want you want asked in this uh, the way we do this, like let us know. You want any anything added to the categories? If one person listens this far into this podcast specifically, any movie that anybody requests will do. Anything. The first request, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, we'll do it. It yeah. could be ladybugs. It could be we will do any movie that's yeah. requested. But if it is a foreign film, it has to have subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> that's but fair enough, down. right? But yeah, we want to interact, man. We're not yeah. as much as we're doing it for ourselves, it's cool to know that people are Listening and they're enjoying themselves. And if you fucking hate it, say you hate it. Yeah. Say what find us. Think? We're on uh, Instagram, Downtown Cinema Podcast. There's a underscore between each letter. DM us. And say, if you don't like the slide podcast. Slide into the DMs, dude. If you don't like the podcast, just fuck off, dude. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You listen this far, dude. You're you're on a different level of hate, though. Watch this period, though. All right. Downtown Cinema Podcast. Go fuck yourself. We'll see you next week. Late. Love you. Thank you.